Hey everyone, welcome to another great episode of the Smooth Business Growth Podcast where we share 15 minutes of fast-paced, pure marketing strategies proven to move the needle in your business. I'm your host and Captain Lindsay Phillips. I'm the founder of Smooth Sailing Business Growth where we help busy entrepreneurs attract and convert customers faster through powerful and consistent content marketing. In fact, if you go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com, you can download your social media roadmap to help you do just that. And of course, you all know that I love love, love, love podcasting. And I hope you know how awesome podcasting is for your business. But do you know how to take your podcast from being fun and getting exposure to a converting content marketing strategy? We are going to be chatting with elite podcast producer Kelly Glover of the Talent Squad. So let's set sail. Welcome aboard, Kelly Baby. Ahoy, Lindsay! Woohoo! <laughs> How's it going? It's going great. And I come from convict territory in Australia, so I'm totally on board with the sailing metaphors. Ahoy, Woo-hoo. Captain. Permission exactly. to come aboard. <laughs> Permission granted. I will not make you walk the plank. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. So, um, just so other people out there, we do work with, um, you know, a couple of similar clients and working with their podcast guesting. So that's what I want to focus on today. And so like you're a guest on my show, I've been a guest on tons of other people's shows. And how is the research that you do before you guest on someone's show crucial? So you've got to get the right show at the right time with the right audience. Yes, podcasting is evergreen, Mm -hmm. but you also want to go on someone's show where they haven't had five of you on there before and you're offering something different. So when you're looking for a show, um, yeah, you want to get them to say yes to you, but you also have to make sure that they're a right fit for you as well. So it needs to be a win-win in both sides and also the mix of guests. Like you are a part of a guest list. Mm-hmm. Do you fit that guest list and does right. that guest list fit your brand? So That's it's a two-way true. it's a two-way vetting process is how I look at it. That's a good point. I mean, and so many people think, "Oh, I'm I'm on a podcast. That's good enough." But it's not good enough, right? Yeah, so who is the guest lineup? Does your name fit in there? If that name is Tim Ferriss, Oprah, does your name fit in with that lineup? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Or if it's the other spectrum, if it's people that you don't want your name to be associated with, if it's not on brand for you, that's probably not a great one as well. That's totally true. Now, does your how does your pitch in your one sheet um, fit in in regards to the quality of shows that you would be on or how can it help you get on you know, better shows that are going to help you with your business growth. So the one sheet is crucial. Some people say, yes, it's a one page PDF document, but also, and some people say they read it. Some people say they don't. Some people say they love it. It's a bit of something for everyone, but I think everyone should absolutely have a one sheet because it's judging a book by its cover. So if it comes into your inbox, even if you don't read every single word, your, your eyes and brain are looking at it going, okay, there's the color. There's the quality of the image. There's the quality of the text. What's the layout like? Where's the brand logo? Even if you just do a sweep across, it's giving you so many messages in one look and it's all on one page and you might not read every talking point, but you might read the bullet points of the topics. And so you're getting so many pieces of information in such a quick period 
of time. And coming from a, like I've been a radio announcer um, and I've also been a producer. So Mm -hmm. from a producer's standpoint, we know what we're looking for and it's click, 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 check boxes. what, What people make a mistake of is they think that the one sheet is getting the interview and it's not. The one sheet, the purpose of it is for the producer and or host to decide if they want to vet you. It's not the point to get the booking. It's the point for do they want to delve further because any producer or host worth their salt is not going to make a decision based on one sheet. They're going to then go to your website, go to your social media, listen to other interviews. It's just the first point of do they want to go for knocking on the door? Is it going to get you through the door? for the next stage. It's not the, yes, we'll take them from that one sheet. It's yes, we'll decide to vet them. That's a good point. It's almost like, yes, I'm going to dig deeper and look into them. It's yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think a one sheet is a decision to have an interview. I think it's a decision to look into the person to to decide if you want to go further. So I think that people think the one sheet purpose is different to actually what it is and I Mm. think they discount the importance of it like yeah the producer's going to read the pitch yeah Yeah, they're going to click around for it absolutely absolutely um but they all they will like have a quick look at it and that's why people are always oh can I have it two sheets can I have it three can I have it this no one (laughs) one screen no clicking yeah just don't make me click don't make me scroll as a producer I just want to look at it with my eyes and then like get 20 messages in one screen into my brain. That's so true. And basically you can't expect it to do the heavy, the heavy lifting. Oh, uh, yes. You need to do all the work for them. So my clients, we also have a media vault. We have, we do all the work for the producer so they can do everything on one screen mm-hmm. as opposed to like, don't make me hunt and peck. Yeah. Like as a producer, like I've already got enough work to do in deciding from you. So just make it easy. And it's not personal if it's a yes or a no. Like a no is as good as a yes because you can move on from that. Move on, totally. Like I just don't like being held in limbo land of is it a yes or a no. If it's a no, No. totally fine. Not everybody fits. Absolutely get it. You might have had one of me last week depending on what the topic is. That is true. But at least I can click it. Like I like – I love a spreadsheet so I can click a box and move on to the next (laughs) thing. You know what I mean? That's fine. Yeah. Love that. And so how is the pitch different um, well, Lindsay, let me just ask you a question. You book people on your show. I do. For me as an example. When something comes to you, what are your, what's your point of view on what I've just said? And as what do you look for? I definitely look at the one sheet in regards to are they polished? Are they branded? Are they, you know, are they a rinky dink shop or are they like solid? Right. And I love the branding. And for me, it's like, if, if they share topic ideas or especially the questions, then I can envision what the podcast is going to be like. And I can tell ahead of time whether it's going to be a topic that will resonate with my audience and serve them. So what do you not like when you get a pitch and a one sheet? I hate when they don't give me enough information (laughs) and I have to like email back and ask if I can't envision what the topics would be and how, because sometimes it's, they think it's self-evident, like here's my business, here's what I do. But I'm like, yeah, but I have no clue what I'm going to ask you or I have no clue what the topic is going to be. So I'm like, oh, I don't feel like digging and researching and emailing back. (laughs) So are you a fan of the one sheet? I do. Yes. I totally look at them. Great. 
just check because everyone has a different opinion. So yeah. it's always nice to know what you think and you're booking guests as well. So it's like, I can say what I like, but when it comes down to it, yeah. every producer, every host has a different expectation and a different way they do it. So getting feedback and finding out you can always, and the thing is, it's not forever. You can change it at any totally. second that you want. So if you're getting that feedback, change it. Change it for the next one and see what happens. Yeah, that's true. I like that. It's like testing, right? Your different pitch ideas or your one sheets or... Absolutely. So as guest podcasters, what kind of mistakes are we you know, often making so that we can learn to avoid them? I think people just decide on what their topics are and send them out without actually looking at the show and seeing what previous guests that they've had on that show. Mm. So like I said before, they may have had someone speaking about what the topic you're pitching is. So you need to craft your suggest topic suggestions in accordance with the run of show that people have. Yes, you don't know what they've pre-recorded fine. They might've pre-recorded something already that has not been published. They might've booked someone that they haven't recorded that hasn't been published. That's part of what we do is talking with producers to find out what's on their slate and what's upcoming. So you don't know that until you have relationships with shows, but you can, but you can find out what has been running on iTunes or wherever they're publishing, Mm -hmm. mostly iTunes before. So that's something that people, you know what? It's not a mistake. It's that you don't know until you know. Totally. Um, And it's just a different approach people can take. Um, I think also not crafting their message enough. Like that one sheet, yeah, it's one page. Yeah, it's a few dot points. Yes, it looks really simple, but make those hooks count. Like entrepreneurship is not really, I'm not going to book you on my show based on, I can talk about entrepreneurship. So what? Means nothing. Tells me <laughs> nothing. Teaches yeah. me nothing. Like it's, it's nothing. So what I do and one of my specialties is turning topics into hooks and headlines. Love that. And what we, what we call it at the Talent Squad is clickbait that actually delivers. Yeah. Like if you're, and this is probably, you can speak on this in a sec, which is um, when you get that topic, is that going to, is it raise? You hear about the eyebrow raise and it's so true. But for me, I'm like, or, oh, oh, like I need a reaction. Yeah. That, yeah. And we, spoke, we spoke recently about, um, why don't you say the name of the person and what their headline is or how they're pitching themselves? Oh, the woman I just interviewed was the, yeah, course, yeah, yeah. the course whisperer. And I'm like, so my reaction, yeah. So my reaction was, ah, oh, the I course know. whisperer. Excellent. Great you've already got me. So we need talking points where it's like, I want to know more about that or, Oh, I want to be able to do that. So clickbait that, and and the trick is that actually delivers is the key point. Anyone can do a clickbait headline that you go through and then you get there and you're like, Oh, so disappointed. I wanted to find that thing out. And it was such a letdown. (laughs) Do not do that to me. or I will not not book you on the show just based on that. You've let me down and baited me. So it needs to deliver it. You need to actually deliver on the promise. Yeah, absolutely. And work work on the copy, work on the clickbait, work on it a lot before you start sending stuff out. Yeah. It has to be sexy. Yeah. Make it sexy, but it takes longer and more skill than you think it does. Oh, absolutely. We're not all wordsmiths, right? (laughs) Yeah. Wordsmithing is true. But for me, I love it and it's my favorite thing. But if it's not your favorite thing, you might have to work on it a little bit more. And if it takes longer than you think, that's fine. You can keep it a work in progress and you can always update your one sheet. So don't panic about it. 
Absolutely. I love that. Now, I, because we only have 15 minutes, I wanted to get into one point that I think is really your strong suit because we do work with um, a client together. And that is analyzing the results of the show after the fact um, and then tweaking what kind of shows you're on. So can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Sure. So getting on, a, getting your pitch ready is one thing. Then you send the pitch out. Then you get the yes. Then you do the interview. Mm. But to think that it ends with the interview, I think is also a mistake yeah. because then people will be like, oh, nothing happened from it. So you've got to do the work after the interview and you have to analyze what's working and what's not. And we call that at the agency recalibration. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, we're we sticking with the same thing. Is it working? Let's do more of it. If not, let's move to this and see what happens. So it comes down to the call to action and then measuring because with podcasts, someone might listen to three podcasts and then visit you or you don't actually, you need to be able to measure how they're coming to you. Um, And I know that's what you've done with the client that we work together on in the back end of measuring through um, landing pages. So did you want to speak a little bit on that? And then we can speak about the recalibration if you like. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of give people kind of a, you know, behind the scenes look is that we have special links for the lead magnet that we share so that we can see which podcast shows are bringing in the most leads to her e-list. So which ones are getting the most action. And so we've discovered quite a few interesting things from that. What types of shows you know, let's, I'm just using this as an example because there's different industries and niches, right? Like if, let's say she was on, I don't know, real estate investing shows. If those results were crap, then it's like, well, let's not put her on real estate investing shows anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the show was crap or it was a wrong way to go in the, it's just like what works, what doesn't, oh, that didn't let's, and then maybe there's a niche that you went on. You're like, oh my God, plumbers. Amazing. They love this. They're great. Yeah. Yeah great clients. And then you're like, great, let's look for more than that. But until you do the analysis, you can't actually test what's working and what's not. Um, and then, so people do a landing page. So it could be, and I'll do one for this show, which will be the talentsquadcom slash smooth sailing. So I can figure out who comes to me based on that, because the only way they're going to find out about that link is if they listen to it on your show. Right now I have clients who don't want to do one for every single show. So what they would do is for example, it might be the talent squad dot com slash podcast and what they do on that page is is put a little question of how did you which podcast did you listen to right in a different wording so they can like monitor because you need to know where the person's coming from yeah so that way you can do it like a little quiz and they'll just fill in oh i heard you on smooth sailing great just make it one box make it easy um but then and then so with this particular client we're talking about we have recalibrated. Mm -hmm. So then you don't just stop. And I think the point here is you don't just pitch the shows like, Oh, we want to go after shows. You have to change the pitch. You have to change one sheet. You have to change the pitch. You have to change the wording because you can't go after a different fish with the same bait. So I like that line. You you need to, yeah, you need to then read going, just changing the show sending to different people is wrong. You need to, in my opinion, you need to um, change it up. And that's what we did. Because when we had this discussion, I know people were like, I'll just send the same thing to different people. And I kind of pushed back and said, 
no, yeah, no, yeah. it's a different audience. It's a different people. They want different things, even down to the photographs. If you're going after a different audience, your branding needs to be on brand for who you're going after. Yeah. So that's and that's, per- that's perception. So if you're going after blue collar people, then you're going after millionaire people. You need to have different photos. You yeah, need to have yeah. different branding. Different look and yeah. Yeah. You, well, you actually, you don't have to change your own brand, but what you send out needs to suit who you're going after. Yeah. You can't, it's, there's a difference between going to a hamburger shop and going to a five-star restaurant restaurant yeah absolutely you wear different so, clothes to either yeah <laughs> either location yeah so you've got to change it and it's even down to different language it's down to um it's down to your clickbait headlines what work will what will work with one might be more uh will be different for another yeah and that's so true and taking it that step further it's like if you know you're getting all these specific leads from podcasting and those leads are not your ideal avatar and they're not converting to your higher dollar packages then you need to change something as well so you even have to take it that next step further right yeah absolutely because you can get people but are they the right people yeah exactly so I've I listened to a podcast recently and they were talking about ankle biters and <laughs> that and you don't want the ankle biters you want the um you know the top clients so it's it's figuring it out, but it's yeah, so yeah. fun to figure out. And it's, you might discover something that you didn't think that you were looking for that turns out to be great. Or you might go after something that you think you wanted that you find out wasn't what you wanted after all. So podcasting is really a pretty amazing way to do research in a number of areas. That's true. And for me, it's, you have to know that it's a long-term game. It's not like I'm going to be on five shows and I'm going to get rich quick. It's amazing yeah, how many no. people still think that. It's crazy to me. Well, I had a client that had a unbelievably 1600% ROI on podcasting. That's the only thing that he does. Yeah. And what he discovered was the people that came to him had listened to him on a number of podcasts before they actually came to him. So he was in a super niche area, but they'd listen to a podcast and they'd listen to another one and then listen to another one. So they might've come in on the third or the fourth podcast that they'd listened to, not the first one. And only because of his tracking was he able to know that. Otherwise, he would have no idea. So from the podcast talking about it being successful and being the time period and that it's a long game, someone might, the entry point might be a a long distance from um, the first podcast that they heard. So the track, that's why tracking is important. And also what he said is I'm getting leads from podcasts that I did two years ago. Oh, totally. So so that's what, that was the point. So it was, um, just because you record, you might book something today, you might record it next month, it might not go out for a couple of months. But the great thing is, it's not about a conference being on the 22nd of July. It's about, you can listen to it at any time, at any day, in any country. And then he said, people come to him with the credit card. He just, they don't even have ideal client. Absolutely. Yeah. Because what they've done is they've gone through the, they've taken themselves through the pipeline and they've listened to him for possibly three or four hours talking. So by the time they get there, they're ready. They've got the credit card. They already know him. It's already like, it's like, let's, it's not, let's become a client. It's let's do business and get it going. So I think that's, um, a really, and it's super niche. So the shows he was going on were, 
because they're exactly his ideal client. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter if it's got 500 people, but his client, yeah. that's all he does now is podcasting because Sweet they deal. are perfect. Yeah. I love hearing stories like that. And it's okay that things need to change, right? It's like you can't expect it to be one and done. And some people are like, oh my God, I got to change this and that. But it's like, no, it's a good thing because you're moving closer to your end goal. And that's a good thing. I think it's exciting having the opportunity to change something on the spot yes. rather than if it's in a magazine, it's done. It's gone. That's if people true. read that, it's already printed. But in podcasting, you can change with, if you want to change on every single interview that you do, you can. Totally. Like, what a luxury. <laughs> what a yeah, luxury. That is cool to be, yeah, that flexible on the fly. Love, love, love it. Um, yeah, great feedback. So for all those people that want to guest podcast to grow their business and increase their conversions, this is the way to do it. I freaking love it. Um, so this week's 50-minute moot cruise to move the needle in your business, of course, has come to an end. It goes by fast. Thanks, Kelly, for um, some awesome tips. You crushed it, girl. Permission to walk the plank. Captain no Lindsay, way. I will move you to um, what's what's underneath the captain. You can be my lieutenant. First mate? First best mate? mate, yes. <laughs> you can I'll take it. Best mate, awesome. Um, cool. So folks, if you're looking to achieve faster growth through content marketing and sales funnels, look no further than smoothbusinessgrowth.com. Have a profitable and productive week, folks, and may the winds always be at your back. 